1: So we were just discussing the fact that um, Ace for Alcoholic is going to be on the um, the the VHS podcast, and if you haven't heard of this, you should go check it out, subscribe, Absolutely. download all that business. Um, so basically, our friend Dirk um, watches a lot of movies and watches a lot of horror movies in particular. But this this particular podcast uh, takes a movie. And takes a person in that movie and then interviews somebody who has that profession and or um, lifestyle. So we were on there to talk about the Stephen King book and movie, Doctor. Sleep as alcoholics, and he's an AA and he's he's an alcoholic. You know, we're not hospice workers and we don't have the shine. I don't have the shine. I don't
0: have the shine. But just but, yeah, we're we're on the podcast representing alcoholics. <laughs>
1: Alcoholics. At least
0: us, us too, as alcoholics. Not the rest right. of you who are alcoholics listening to this. We can't. No. I can't represent any of you.
1: No. But uh, it was super cool, and uh, I guess it'll be out whenever it's out. I have no idea what their timeline is. For, did he send you the hot sauce? He sent me some hot sauce a I while got back. Some hot, oh, did he? Yeah. I got
0: some hot sauce. They're really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Be, be careful. There's one. The fucking. I think it was the habanero. Heirloom Heir- tomato Ooh, it wasn't that
0: bad. I, I took uh, a little and it was hot, but it wasn't.
1: It, maybe I took. It, too maybe much. I need to
0: take more. But yeah, you should check that out too. That he has a company called uh, he and his wife, I believe, right? It's mm-hmm. Called Marshall's Hot Sauce.
1: H A U T E.
0: Yeah, like hot couture.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: good stuff. It's really it's tasty. Mm. It's tasty um, do commercials for him.
1: We should. I well, you know, I'm open to any, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I'm open to any creative fiduciary relationship that we can have here at AS4 yeah. Alcoholics. we we'll advertise your
0: shit. Shoot <laughs> us a couple bucks, I'll fucking be like, hell yeah. I don't know much about panty liners, but I'll uh, tell you what. I'll find organic. out.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, we hope that everyone's <laughs> being safe out there, um, uh, taking care of themselves, staying indoors, we wanted to talk today about we're gonna we're gonna mash two letters together. We're gonna do the OP, which also is what does that stand for in internet culture? Original or, poster. Original poster. Okay. Also yeah.
0: OPP, which is other people's
1: A property.
0: Property. <laughs> <Security>.
1: <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk about optimism and pessimism and um, their place in in life, in sobriety, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But first, um, I've been having some difficulty. You know, we're all at home. We're all stuck at home. And I'm going through the internet, and I'm scrolling on this, and I'm checking out this. And it doesn't matter which one, whether it's Reddit or fucking TikTok or Instagram or even Facebook. Like, this Tiger King thing is everywhere. Have you watched this show? Yeah, absolutely, I've watched Tiger King. Okay, so so I I had to stop, like, scrolling and finish this show. So that I would – I didn't want it, anything to be spoiled because I felt like there were spoilers that were popping up here and there. And this thing is fucking insane, Jerry. Right. Like, it is insane. And I remember like four years ago when this guy – like he was on John, that John Oliver clip of him running for president. I remember that going, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. What's up with that, dude? And, and then, then it I never thought crazier. anything about it. Yeah. And then it got crazier. But um, so was the Tiger King saga is still going on. Right like right he's still he's in jail he's going he's to prison in Prison,
0: but apparently i've been seeing on the news that uh, carol baskins the other character the other person in this documentary i guess they reopened up the cold case in regards to her husband they just reopened think?
1: it Seems what do i
0: think suspicious, baskins, yeah. well i mean this is a recovery podcast but she <laughs> straight up like killed her husband and fed him fed him to tigers i think she did
1: jesus christ this is just bizarre I just didn't realize, and like the statistic about there being like five to ten thousand tigers in the United States, and only four thousand in the wild.
0: Oh yeah, people are gross and weird, dude. Poor tigers. I you know. Can't even let those tigers out. They're ruined. They're just broken tigers now. They just have to live like on someone's private property. Couldn't even let them out into the savannah of Africa because all the all the all the rough school of hard knocks tigers would be like, "Who are you again? What are you guys doing?" And yeah. Just drop off all these tigers, Oklahoma accents.
1: <laughs> right, tigers with Oklahoma accents. Right, it was just so bizarre, and I kept watching it. And I think I texted you, and I was like, I had to stop it, like, because within the first ninety seconds, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? It was too much. I loved like, it. T- it was like watching
0: Gummo, like,
1: <laughs> right for real, yeah,
0: dude. I took that ride. I was from the minute, yeah, the minute that first twist hit, I was like, oh shit, I'm in love with you.
1: And then I it was twist it. after twist after twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. I love, like, the woman with the – well, if you – listen. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, please stop the podcast and go watch it and then come back. All right? So I'm just – that's my spoiler alert. Um, because it felt like the woman who had the made the most sense and was the most reasonable was the woman who didn't fucking have the arm right his arm got bit like and you they know what's... didn't
0: cut to it at first crazy first about shoot. that yeah. yeah that person actually is a, is a trans man and prefers to be um referred to in in he he pronouns and when they made the documentary they just misgendered them the whole time because i was listening to another podcast uh... and i had read it on reddit too and they were like saf was, saf was his name yeah and they were like oh man he's he's a trans man and they're that's kind of a Wild move that they've been, refer- you know, referring to him as a woman the whole time. But he straight up lost his arm, uh-huh. just, and it went back to work like nine days later. Like, let's roll, let's do this. Fuck yeah, I ain't got
1: no arm. Let's do this. That's gangsters, fuck, <laughs> dude. I mean, that's hardcore. And mm-hmm. he was the only one who was any sort of uh, any reasonable. He had anything reasonable to say about anything. I was Correct. like, you know what I mean? Like, he was just sitting there. And the the first scene, they just show this person. Uh, you know he's sitting there, and you don't notice anything to talk, and and then they the next clip they cut back, they say nothing, but the camera comes back a little bit, and then I just saw he had no arm, and I was like, what yeah. the fuck? What like the fuck, yeah, it was just insane. It was yeah. So yeah, uh,
0: dude. And what about uh? I mean, I, we're gonna do this for a minute. This is hilarious <laughs> though because. The, the one dude with the long hair just reminded me of, like, Coda. If he hadn't <laughs> totally. gotten sober, like, if Coda hadn't gotten sober, that would be him. He'd be working on some tiger farm in Oklahoma. And he's, I was just like, fuck, Coda. Like, that's it's... like, there's even the scene where he gets drunk, and it reminded me of Coda when, he, when I would drink with him. Where he in was just end. like, yeah, and he's just like, fucking A, man, fucking A. Like, with these pictures, that, uh-huh. you have know, walk with a tiger, like, just getting all intense and deep. And you're like, I don't know if you're opening up your heart or you're going to fucking hit me. Because there right? were times at Coda where I would get drink with him and he would get fucking shit-canned and get real intense on me. Not mean, just his energy. I was like, you're unpredictable right now, dude. Like, Right? Yeah. yeah that that, like that sort of dead-eye stare. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was intense. Very intense. I loved it. I, the whole thing was a shit show. From like the freak show aspect of like my personality, I just had to watch the shit show. Yeah. I mean, it's it's mean because these people had their lives and I tried my hardest. I do really try my hardest to empathize with people. There's only right. maybe very few people that I don't empathize with just because my resentments are so large. But even this shit, like I try to empathize, but there's just so much going on that it's It was beyond difficult to not just sit back and just watch this just be like. Yo, that what dude's husband. What? That dude had a harem of my husbands, and one of them accidentally shot himself on camera. Like, what the fuck, dude? Was it yeah. an accident?
1: Well, who knows? I thought right? it was
0: one of those things. Yeah, was it
1: an accident or not? You know. And then, like, the fact that they were both straight, or so they said. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, well, but...
0: and then during the wake okay. at at his husband's funeral, his whole his whole fucking what do you call that when you. <gasps> eulogy his whole eulogy was about how his husband would rub his balls in his face
1: i know right like, yeah great like...
0: big old balls and like the mom sitting there we crying call them
1: golden nuggets golden n- <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> okay i mean
0: tiger king you straight up have never read the room you fucking weird right? fuck whatever you are like
1: and was that like, i don't know man he, He had – it looked like he had eyeliner on, but it looked, like, perfect every single time. Like, do you think that was tattooed makeup or something?
0: I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because you can tattoo an eyeliner. I believe you can. I'm a professional tattoo artist, so I don't know about makeup because I do the other end where I, like, specialize in skulls and butterflies, I guess. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I'm pretty sure you can tattoo an eyeliner. I'm, like, pretty certain.
1: Um. And you never, you've never tattooed makeup like anything. On- I, I don't want to fuck that up.
0: I don't. I've never even tattooed a face. I don't even want to fucking fuck around with that shit.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you t- think
0: uh, 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 Joe Exotic follows a program? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
1: think, I think Joe Exotic is. I. I. You know what was really sweet was like in at the at the end of that of the show of the the series, and they showed clips of him at the very beginning of his career as a tiger. Like he was very much into saving the tigers, and it was that weird fucking libertarian lawyer dude or the campaign manager. Is like, we forgot all about the tigers. This was yeah. not, this is about yeah. saving tigers, and it's like, I, oh, it's not a good program, man. Yeah, I mean, he needs that. I, I I don't know that I'd want to hear that guy's fifth I'll, step though. That's self, fucking
0: self will run riot. You know?
1: <laughs> yes, indeed,
0: self will run riot, dude. <clears throat>
1: um, so. That being said, I got it out of my system. I watched it. I'm happy I did. Um, But uh, I've been going back and forth in these quiet times at home about, you know, being optimistic and being pessimistic and being, you know, doing my best to stay healthy. I've been eating radishes and fucking ginger just, like, straight. Like, i boil because it's good for the Are you, like,
0: torturing yourself or something? Just just, raw-ass radishes?
1: and a raw ginger. Mhm. Well, I boil the ginger. I peel it and boil it so it's kind of soft. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of it's kind of refreshing. Just you know these are things that are good for the immune system. And you know like I was telling you I want to be <laughs> I want to be responsible without airing <laughs> on the side of paranoia.
0: Correct. Yes, we were talking <clears> about that the
1: earlier. Because sh- this shit is real, right? This is not a um it's not a fucking hoax. Um as far as I can tell, it's not yeah. Um, nobody's no- overreacting
0: because and I know this is a recovery podcast, but they would the powers that be would not want to shut down the workforce just because we're overreacting. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the workforce runs this country. and I, this is just my opinion, but this is what I've observed as a forty four year old male here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: me and my privilege that also was, yeah, I do have a ton of privilege. Man, I'm just
1: let's do something else. <laughs>
0: It's i'm fun. not gonna step in all these fucking potholes
1: okay all right all right well forget about let's let's move aside let's get off the you know all of six that was joking over.
0: though that was all satire i, I really am not an asshole
1: not, no you're not. not in that
0: way i'm an asshole in other ways but not politically
1: no. i think um I, so so this is a this is a legit thing and i've been going back and forth between mm-hmm. like being really anxious and depressed about money you're right. Um, and I've reached out, like, I didn't reach out, but a couple people reached out to me and sent me messages, and I got one back, and they were like, how are you doing? And I said, for mostly, I'm fine. Like, I have everything I need. I have food, and, you know, uh, but I just don't have any money. I'm not sure where it's going to come from in the next month. And, I mean, that's nothing special. You know what I mean? That's, everybody's got that shit going on. Right. And and they were very nice, and they were like, well, listen, if you ever need anything, and I was like, I appreciate that. And it was something. it was somebody who I... I would never think to ask money for money, you know, like I don't want to ask anybody, but like, that's the thing that's really been on my mind. And then, so I got an opportunity to go help out at the restaurant. They do, they've been doing to go orders since this thing started, started. Right. And so Uh it's like, well, what's the fucking, what's the plan here? Like, do I go, do I suit all the way up? Am I, should I put the goggles and the fucking, am I hazmat suit on? Right. Um, You know, like if I'm going to be somewhere for three hours, I'm probably going to be like several feet away from other people. But there's only going to be a couple of us there. And so it's just like I'm totally fucking freaked out. And then other moments, like when I was watching The Tiger King, I just completely forgot about it, you know, or I'm working on something else. And so I have been um, I was going to ask you, like, what. Have you been doing anything like meditation or any other sort of like um uh, practices to not freak the fuck out? I mean, you have I don't want to say you have more at stake, but you have a family. Mm-hmm. you know, and so I don't know if that puts any pressure or conscious uh, thought. I mean it, obviously it,
0: it, does, it but... did in, it did in the beginning mm-hmm. when it was when when it was really unpredictable, well, it's still unpredictable. We still don't know what's really, we know what's happening, but I also know that Mm -hmm. this is, we're experiencing it while it is happening. So the answers aren't certain. They tell you one thing and then they change it because they have to adapt to the way that this virus moves. Right. Right. So when it initially first happened, I had a lot of fear and I did have a few moments of like, pretty bad panic and i had to be talked down by you at one point and i had to be talked down by my dad at one point my wife had to talk me down you know so i had like three pretty major moments there but at this point what has worked for me i have not been meditating although it appears i will have much more time to be able to learn to practice again but i still i'm working on my routine i'm working my daily program and not just a programmer recovery but my daily program of just busy work you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i still find time to fuck around and stuff but like i still try to go to bed every night around the same time i did before you know everybody got quarantined or between 10 and midnight and she'll still try to wake up between 6 30 a.m and 8 you know if i'm waking up and i still work at- i still get up i make breakfast i feed the animals i wash the dishes like that's part of my routine i do that every day every single day i do that and um you know other than that it's just it it really is just kind of living in this moment and just kind of going okay how are we going to take care of this how are we going to take care of that the thing with money is that it's tight because i'm one i'm like two-thirds of of the money that comes into our household you know my wife is Mm -hmm. works in the an education and she's an EA and the school doesn't pay EAs very well. And so I, I usually bring in the bulk of it. So I worry about that, but I also realize that during the worst of my alcoholism, we lived on way less than what uh... even she's bringing in. And I've, I remember having this conversation with her just like two days ago. And I was like, Megan, we have lived way poorer than this, like way poorer, like way poorer we just have to do what we've always done which is just survive you know we borrow from peter to pay paul it's financially what we've always done make your minimum payments call them and see if you can get you know do you know what i'm saying like workout mm-hmm. payment plans which is what we've always done you know even in times of and to us having a time of plenty is not a time of plenty to other people you know who are obviously in a financial mm-hmm. class above me but mm-hmm. i think for my emotional well-being. It's not even about optimism or pessimism. The pessimism, I have a pessimistic streak. You've known me for over 20 years. It's, I've always been, always, that was like the world's youngest curmudgeon, you know, which I feel like I've gotten rid of a lot of that in recovery. I feel like a lot more open-minded about things. But the pessimism, its it, there's not even pessimism anymore. It's just panic. And if I am feeling pessimistic, I know there's something wrong. We go back to our halt or hungry, angry, lonely, tired. That's mm-hmm. I really do go back to that tool and go, okay, am I hungry, am I angry, or am I lonely, or am I tired? Well, I'm obviously not lonely, because I'm sitting in this house with two other people, <laughs> like two animals. So, you know, it's either hungry or angry or tired. I just got to constantly be aware of that.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's funny. Like, I mean, your your nickname was, or your tag name was Cynic. So right. it was like, and you were definitely, yeah, a, a pessimist early on when I, when I knew you. And I, I think that, um, I just, I've been fluctuating so much between the two. And, and this is the first time like going to work today will be the first time where some action where I've been able to take some action outside of my routine. And it kind of freaks me out. And part of me is Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, man, like, Oh, and then I'm like, Oh, my fucking hand itches. And I'm like, well, that's not a symptom, John. Like, why are you freaking <laughs> out? Because you know what right. I mean? Like right. something like something feels squirrely or weird. And I'm like, uh, shit. Okay. Um, ever, and it's like, everything's fucking fine. And the truth of the matter wow. is, right. If I'm going to, if I'm going to become unwell, I'm going to become unwell right. and I can, I can do everything that I can. Um, And then it's like, well, am am I risking my life for an amount of money? Is there any amount of money that would be worth risking my life for? Am I really risking my life? And so maybe again, if I'm overthinking it, and like you said, it's like we are literally being forced to live in this moment. And I've been thinking about this, like the idea of one day at a time. And it's like, okay, so I wake up. Uh, what's going on? What are the new rules? Are there new rules today or are they right. the same rules? Mm-hmm. Okay. The same rules. All right. So, uh, what needs to be done? Which credit card company am I going to be on hold with? Or, you know, which bank, you know, which, which institution am I going to be on hold with today for an hour and yeah, a half? Yeah, before...
0: they had you on for five hours the other
1: day? <laughs> So <laughs> I still never heard from them. I finally hung up was because my phone started getting hung No, it was, uh, it was Citibank. Oh, so, um, yeah. Which and I reached out to them on Twitter, too. So I, I sent a picture, a screenshot of it. So they had me on for five and a half hours before my phone got hot, and then it started to kind of glitch out, and I was like, I don't really need to have a, something go wrong with my phone right now. I'm, it's pretty important. So I hung up, and um, I reached out to them on Twitter, and some other guy was like, hey, Ask Citi ba- Ask Citibank, um, maybe I was complaining about my 90-minute wait, but maybe you should get to this guy first. <laughs> but but that being said um i i um so during that time it was this little smooth jazz loop that was on there i did like my yoga stretches that i like to do Mm -hmm. i did a bunch of other things i cooked dinner or i cooked breakfast i took a shower while i was doing it like i was just like well whatever i mean there's nothing and that's where this like kicking into the idea of acceptance right And we talk about this one all the time, but what am I supposed to do except just wait? Either I can get angry and I can hang up and then I just have to start all over again. Right. So, um, I think for me, it's really just kind of like, okay, be in the moment and what feels like a hundred percent right right now and go with that. So, you know, it feels, uh, it feels good. Like I got offered to go to work. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to work for a few hours. They're going to pay me a few bucks and I'm going to come home and I'm going to, you know, basically delouse myself, you know, coming back in there like fucking Andy right. Dufresne at the beginning of Shawshank Redemption, where yeah. fucking, you know, put him through the thing. And um, and I'll just that's what I'll do. I'll throw everything in the wash. I'll take a shower and, uh, you know, wipe down the door handles. And this is just the new normal, right?
0: For now. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> For now. And I should take every opportunity I can to make money if it doesn't seem overtly hazardous and currently. It doesn't. So, I mean, I just have to trust in the higher power that this is what I'm. This is what I'm here to do today.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know. So you know, in early recovery, nothing stayed the same. So I had to. We talked about that one day at a time, and I thought about it even in the beginning at like ten minutes at a time, Um, just to kind of hold it, try to hold it together for ten minutes at a time, because nothing remained the same. Like. And nothing does in early recovery when you're trying to learn these tools because it's like you're fu- you could wake up and be like, all right, I'm sober today, I got my shit together, everything's gonna work out. And then two days later, you find out, you know, your wife's gonna leave you or your house burns down. There's it's life, you gotta live it on life's terms, and this is what life has given us right now is a different set of rules. It completely changed the game on us. Mm-hmm. This is this is like uh, Metallica's Loaded album, right?
1: <laughs> please explain
0: (laughs) because like metallica well maybe the black album too because that was a little more commercial but metallica had all these dope ass thrash records and they were playing dope ass Mm -hmm. heavy metal dope ass thrash and then all of a sudden they got their hair cut and they fucking Mm. started playing like this loaded album this all these songs and you're like this shit's lame this shit is whack because it changed on you and it's whack and it's lame i I that's the only way i can really work that analogy because yeah Unlike the Metallica's Load album, like, we don't really have a choice in what's happening to us. We do to some extent. Like, you can fucking <clears throat> bug the rules and be like, you fucking idiots, you damn liberals, you're taking it away. You're just overblowing the situation, and Fimo wants to, you know, do some weird Alex Jones shit and go out into the world and touch everything you want. But I guarantee you're gonna get sick. You're gonna mm-hmm. get fucking sick. So you change the rules, I guess, for yourself. I mean, but... You got to live life on life's terms because if you don't, you're gonna get sick. You're gonna go out there and get sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know.
1: I don't. here's the thing. here's the thing, and I don't know if I said this to you in the past episode, but with like the conspiracy theorists and stuff like that, it's like it's not helpful. I think no. that maybe we had this conversation, but it doesn't. it's not helpful, and it doesn't. I don't i I would be curious to anybody out there who um, is a believer in these things, if if believing the conspiracy theories gives you any sort of comfort or solace or anything other than the ability to wag a finger at somebody or call them stupid or sheeple right. or you're right. not, you know what I mean? Like, don't trust your government. And, you know, one of the other things is that the whole basis of recovery for me was like, I have to trust something. Right. And I had to, like, I had to, come to trust something and that was, that's what led to all of me, to me being able to live a good, decent, happy life. Right. So for someone to tell me that it's time to mistrust and you don't, don't trust the, don't trust the media, don't trust the government, don't trust the, and it's like, right? it's okay to have a discerning eye. It's okay to, you know, maybe don't do believe everything research. you hear, yeah. mm-hmm. do your research. But also this this whole idea of, like, don't trust, it doesn't really jibe with me anymore. Not right it doesn't, now. Not no, right now. especially not right now.
0: We got to stay in the cave, man. There's a storm. <laughs> all those cavemen <laughs> right. got, don't listen to the one caveman who ate some mushrooms on accident and is like, no, uh-huh. this storm is, this is all fake news. The mm-hmm. storm will pass, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just hang out in the cave. But you know what, us as programmed people which mm-hmm. the word program is really great if we're going to get into this. I hear it all the time is to stay in the middle of the herd. You know, not go out on the fringes, stay in the middle and you'll be safe, which is that safe thinking, you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as a devil's advocate, kind of counterpoint to that idea, you know, that, that there's a sense of conformity or whatever. But I'm also not a 25-year-old kid. Like I'm not here trying to sell my well like i'm not a fucking conformist i'm not like you dad you know when i grew up and realized (laughs) shit, i'm just like my dad do you know what i'm saying like i look at my dad and i'm like yeah i'm a lot like you i'm more like my mom but you know i'm a lot like my old man too Mm -hmm. i don't know man it's i think a lot of it comes from fear a lot of it is trying to control something control the narrative they're controlling something they have finally have control over something in a life that it keeps throwing shit at your face Mm -hmm. you know it's life on life's terms, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you gotta get the shit thrown in your face and be like, Oh, well, maybe tomorrow won't get shit thrown my face, you know.
1: Well and that sounds so you,
0: negative,
1: but No, well yeah. it's it's what well, you don't ever you don't get to know. We don't get to know. You're right. Right. So right. <clears throat> I don't have to wake up to my wife leaving me or from my house burning down. I can just wake up to feeling bad or having right. a headache right. and like right. feeling like feeling sorry for myself. And it's like, okay, how do I navigate how do I navigate self pity? Well, um, the routine, like you said, make my bed, write in my journal, do my little exercises. Like I, right. I felt kind of sore in my back and like something in my ankle, and I was like, I'm not going to run today. I'm not going to get up early and run. I'll do, I'll do my few stretches and, and you know, I'll do my sit-ups. I've been doing this thing with Rashida and I are both doing. Uh, she's calling it, she calls it 25 Alive. Yeah, <laughs> so we just do
0: whiteboard tw- behind you
1: then. Oh yeah, that's what that is. It's just 25 sit-ups. And then whatever else. She's got a little routine she does. And like the first couple, two, three days, I did 25 sit-ups and I was like, damn, my stomach hurts. Like it banged <laughs> me. And now, right? Like that's I'm just saying. Like no, but I know now, it, yeah. so maybe next month we'll do the nifty fifty or whatever. But maybe. um yeah. But I think that that's part of like the self-pity. And the and and then because it's easy for me to wander around the house here in self pity and then start thinking right. about things to panic about, and it's like well just well, slow down.
0: That's alcoholic thinking too. Though. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you want to control the thing around you and it's gotten out of your control, so now you got to freak out. You know you have to panic about it because everything mm-hmm. you're it, you're reacting instead of processing. You know mm-hmm. I've been there. I do it all the time, T- to react instead of just process it. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just that's not helpful. No, it's it makes not it worse. <laughs> and um, it's a uh, there's like the idea of pessimism is, it's this. So this is a choice of how we want to feel. This is an outlook that we have on the world, right? Either we are mm-hmm. optimistic or we are pessimistic. Right. This is not this is not a um, like even if there's no action being taken, it's just looking outside and going ah. It's too bright out there, or, oh wow, it's really beautiful and sunny out. Uh-huh. Now, there are real life shit that's going on that can cause us, you know, cause us pain and suffering out there if we don't make the right choices and that kind of thing. But it's just an outlook and it's a choice that we can have to have this outlook. So, even in the face of bad things that are happening right in front of us, we can be optimistic about how the rest of our day will go and therefore what the next day will bring, but not even thinking about the next day. Right. We're just like one day at a time. Right. We're very much being forced into that, you know, momentary living. Um, but I just feel like I feel so much better when I am optimistic. I feel so much better when I am acceptance. I feel so much better when I don't allow the alcoholic thinking to take over. I give it a second and I go, okay, wait a second. I, I recognize that now. That's just me freaking out because I want to control something and I have no control. Yeah. And then, you know, and I go like, well, control is not really a thing that you actually have over very few things in your life. So remember that it's a beautiful day and everything's taken care of.
0: You know, I, I, tr- <laughs> I, tr- I, tr- I try not to look at it as a binary where okay. you only have like optimism and pessimism to me i've always looked at it like these kind of a grayscale. and optimism's one extreme side and pessimism's the other and they kind of bleed into each other for me personally i i try i like to practice what i call optimistic pessimism
1: okay where
0: i i prepare for the worst and hope for the best do you know what i'm saying and i think maybe that's just being pragmatic but i've always thought our reactions can be one that are constructive or one or destructive you know what i mean in my opinion so i look at it like is my reaction to this going to be yeah am i, am I gonna build something out of this or am i gonna
1: break everything
0: down you know mm-hmm. but i absolutely agree with you that you it, it does, it's always best to try to take the light side of the thing when you're when you're presented with some some new situation i mean that's gonna i feel like be more constructive than destructive you know i So like the optimistic pessimism is like that thing where, I don't know, man. It's just like I'm looking at my wife and I'm like, we've been poorer than this. Like I've been through some shit. So as I get older, I'm trying to use my experience with my bottom and my alcoholism and my active alcoholism as kind of this armor where I'm like, I've been through worse shit. And I was drunk the whole fucking time. You know what I mean? So now I got got an advantage. (laughs) Like we talked about waking up with the deficit and now we're waking up. We're, like, ahead of the game. I'm like, hey, I don't got to be drunk through this whole thing. I don't got to be hungover through this whole fucking thing. I don't got to worry about getting a fifth of whiskey tomorrow. I don't got to worry about that anymore.
1: Could you imagine? I think one of this, I heard <laughs> a story about some state that was going to close the liquor stores. They did. It was, like, like, New Hampshire or somewhere, yeah. Ohio or something. I don't know. What do but you do then? What do you geez, do Jesus. Fucking panic and hoard. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I just what I recommend <clears> – <throat> Following us on spotify that's what you should do and Yes. Exactly. <laughs> listen to us don't listen to us just just listen to us like
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: just listen go to, to a us. go to a zoom meeting
1: <clears throat> go to do you zoom think about meeting? that have like, you done I'm, any yet i haven't done one yet you've i like done, you've done I've a done,
0: i've done three of them and i've enjoyed them so far i'll probably end up doing one tomorrow too yes because i don't have to drive anywhere i don't have to like comb my <laughs> i don't have to put pants on i'm just I don't even have to put on a clean shirt and act like I'm a functioning human being, you know. Although I shower every day, that's part of my my routine. Yeah, as me well. too. I get dressed and I yep. shower. I comb my hair like if I were going out, like mm-hmm. because I'm like I'm not sick, so why the fuck should I feel like I'm sick?
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think about um the movie The Great Escape. Have you ever seen this movie? <clears throat> Steve McQueen. The Steve McQueen with deep Lawson. tunnel. Yes, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. So hey, it's a Sorry, he's probably in there. He was in like he's everything. Everywhere, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he was in Good Burger. Or wait, no, that was um. <laughs> no, that was
0: fish. That was Abe Bagoda. Abe Bagoda, yeah.
1: <laughs> different, different podcast altogether. So in The Great Escape, I don't remember the guy's name. It might have been Donald Pleasance who played the um, detective or the psychologist in Halloween movies. Yes, I remember but Donald he, Pleasance. Um, yeah, but there was a, maybe it wasn't him. But it was the it was an English. Um, captain in the english army and so they're they are um they're prisoners of war in a nazi uh war camp and in world war ii and the englishman is in there and i think he's like shaving in the mirror and i think one of the the american guys or maybe the australian guy's like what are you doing what are you getting shaved for and he basically was saying well what i'm an englishman i i need to look proper all the time it doesn't matter what the situation is Right. I'm here to look good and feel good. Ooh. And I don't remember his exact words, but... <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's really important. Right. I just went and I trimmed up my beard. I shaved everything up because it was kind of getting scraggly. I can't really right. give myself a haircut. I mean, I could, but I'm yeah, not, wild I'm not ass there yet. wild-ass haircut, though, dude, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be some Tiger King <laughs> shit. Just rolling up with a Tiger King bullet, dude. I'd be like,
0: bold fucking move, <gasps> dude. Could you I'd imagine? support
1: it. I would support it. Um, so... I, I think that these these things are really important for my self-worth, my self-image, right. even if I'm just rolling around the house. I right. change, yeah, I dress too. I put clothes on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not right now because we're recording. I'm gonna take a shower and get ready after this. but yes. um Fine. but that's that's another thing that is just really helpful to having a better outlook on everything that I can control, which is shaving my face and washing my ass. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. And
0: these things are part of the routine Like if you're out there listening you're like Man I don't want to fucking work out and shower I'm in the middle of a quarantine Like don't work out and shower then Do your yeah. routine If your routine is going out on your back porch early in the morning With a cigarette and a cup of coffee And just being like man I'm fucking alive Do that mm-hmm. Do whatever the routine is If your routine is playing fucking Grand Theft Auto online <clears throat> And being a mean troll Then be a mean troll I guess I don't know I If just... that's what keeps you through the day Just don't troll me god damn it
1: right <laughs> um yeah i like your idea about um being an optimistic pessimist you. and you also use the theory or the i'm sorry the metaphor of being in the cave and weathering the storm right. and i feel like there's you it doesn't have to be you don't have to either be hunkered down in the cave entirely and or running around in the storm going this is this is how i feel alive like you can be kind of hunkered down right. in the cape but also maybe putting a bucket out to catch some rainwater for when right. the you know what I mean for the drought <clears>
0: that's <throat> going to come after for the, the drought, storm yeah after
1: the storm so i think there are there's varying degrees and i like that as well that you can be there's another saying um i like from one of my favorite uh, liberal uh, political podcasts uh, pod save uh, america and there's a guy on there on Thursdays, and his name is Dan Pfeiffer. He's, you know, he worked for Obama, and he's written a couple books, and he's a really smart dude. But he says things like, and the, one of the things he says is, <clears throat> "Worry about everything, panic about nothing." So right. basically, that panic is not a helpful feeling. It's not a helpful emotion. It's not a helpful action. I don't know if it's a, if it's an emotion or not, but it's not helpful to panic because The actions that are born of panic rarely help us in the long run.
0: It's all fight or flight, man. That's like that weird part of our monkey brain. It's like a throw. It's still our throwback. It's all instinct. The panic, you know this, right? The biological reason for panic is to get away from a predator so they don't fucking eat your ass. Your heart rate goes up. You have this need to escape, you know? (laughs) I know this is the truth because I read it on the internet. But <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of it can be useful, but in day to day life, like you and I walking around who do not have major conflicts in our life, it has no use. it's, yeah. it's just it's like your appendix. Like I don't need it. I don't have an appendix anymore. Why well, is gonna say? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny when you talk about Pod Save America. In my mind, I was like, well, there goes half of our listeners. <laughs> they're like, man, I'm not listening to these political cooks. I don't, you know, and but I don't we, really. I, I'm just fucking with you, but.
1: (laughs) Well, I just I I and I'm always I'm always skeptical to bring this kind of stuff up because I try to be as.
0: Well, I don't want to polarize recovery, but I I listen I did listen to Pod Save for a little while, um, and I don't disagree with anything they say necessarily, but. No, I really feel like recovery in of itself should not be politically polarized, and a lot of things in our culture are politically polarized. But due to the fact that this is also a personality driven podcast, because these are our perspectives on our recovery, simply
1: yeah
0: yeah um, aspects of our political kind of philosophy are going to blow through regardless. It's just going to bleed through. So, mm, I was just yeah. more in, in line of laughing at it. <laughs> like, I mean, like, oh man, there's like that one dude, yeah. It's like Joe Exotic's uncle in Oklahoma. It's like <laughs> fuck these guys, you know. But, that's well,
1: okay, I wouldn't you know. I wouldn't I would say that anybody who's not interested in in listening to me but is still interested in recovery, there's no shortage of people that are there to help you. And Absolutely. I would, I would only, yeah. you know what I mean. I would only wish yeah. that you find somebody who's who, who you feel can help you more than I can, you know. Right. And I mean, I, I, I honestly, I also think that I wouldn't want to polarize it or or politicize recovery right. either, you know. I was walking down the street. This is a couple few years back, and this guy, um, this guy had a um a Trump shirt on, and you know you. Don't need to know too much about me to know that i'm I'm not um, a huge fan of uh, President Trump <laughs> to right. put it lightly. But I was talking to my girlfriend and uh, about it, and she was we were discussing it, and I was and I, my thought was like, okay, here's somebody who I am instantly feeling aggravated and against yeah. because of a, teacher, huh. right? Right? So that's exactly. my feeling. My feeling is like my initial feeling as I'm walking by is fuck that guy. Right. But but I don't know him. And if I met him in a in a room, you know, in a recovery room and in a meeting and he said, "Hey man, I got a question about something you said." I don't think that I would hesitate to answer his question or to help him. Right. You mm-hmm. know, like I when I was down at Joshua Tree and I went to a meeting and there were some dudes there like they were in full fucking regalia of things that I did not agree with, you Mm -hmm. know, politically. And, um, I think that if somebody had asked me for some help, I, I don't think that I would have hesitated to been like, Hey, yeah, let's talk about this. You know, I mean, I don't know how you feel. I wouldn't have gotten into an argument. um,
0: No, it's, it's funny you bring it up because we were at Costco before all this shit went down. We were at Costco like two months ago, three months ago. And this old guy sat down next to me guy in his 60s with his like wife and they had their what I assume was their granddaughter a little girl and they were all eating hot dogs they we're all sitting at the because you know, he had the big old fucking MAGA hat on and shit and I was like fuck you dick like in my brain but then you know I sat there with my daughter and Megan just kind of eating and listening to him have this back and forth with his granddaughter and, and it it humanized it for me Mm -hmm. it's hard for us to humanize other people and yeah i i just i i saw that he was like really loving to this little kid you know and like really cool with his wife and shit and i was just like okay so but still fuck you but i'm glad you're a person (laughs) but then i there were meetings i had there have been times where i have been in rooms where there were people who were very politically right as opposed to me and We're open about, not open about, a little open about it in the media. Enough Mm -hmm. that you're like, oh, I see your shit. And then you walk by their car and they're like, fake news network. You know, like bumper sticker and then fucking little Trump maga or whatever. But those people, I still listen to them. And they still have told me things and said things that I really, Mm -hmm. really use. I use it. Because at the end of the day, fucking alcoholics, of course you're going to be kind of a wild right wing trump dude if you're an alcoholic like your brain doesn't work right just like my brain doesn't work right and we all do dumb shit do you know what i'm saying like i've done a bunch of dumb shit i'm covered in tattoos i've done on myself drunk as shit you know like so we all kind of make that's also that's now me being polarizing i know like don't be polarizing john like but I really wasn't chastising you. It was more of a thought, you know?
1: I think, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. I get it. It's And it's a thought we all have. I don't think that this is anything... Um, it's part of our damn lot. It's all. It's just part all of our lives. You cannot avoid it.
0: You can't even go to a room and avoid it. It's going to come up somewhere.
1: I feel like in some ways, too, you know, I was in one in this... Uh, uh, I mean, fucking. Uh, I think I think the meetings are coming out in the open with all this Zoom stuff, and it's probably not going to be nearly as anonymous as it once was. <laughs> right. But um, just don't be blasting had... nobody's names and shit. No, 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 no. But I was sitting with somebody that I knew, appreciated, liked, and respected in one of these rooms, and this other guy on the other side was going off about some serious political stuff. Like it just like his 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 share went off the rails. Okay. Right. And right. so the guy who was sitting next to me was like, you know, my name's Bill or something like, you know, is he's like – he was just like, Bill, alcoholic, thank you, Frank, and like cut him off and then just right. went into something that was more toward the topic. And it was right. a really <clears> – <throat> it was curt, but it was polite, and it just moved the topic, you know, the conversation along. And um, <clears throat> I feel like sometimes in the meetings we have a lot of um, – A lot of difference in opinions outside, but I feel like it's like the movie Highlander, where if we meet in a church, we won't try to cut each other's (laughs) heads (laughs) off. That's
0: it. This is this is like this. That should be a fucking alcoholism, just like Skylander. Except Um, there's way more than one. But yeah, no, the church is is neutral ground. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, right. So church basement is neutral ground. I mean, there have been fights in, in rooms. I have never. Oh yeah. Seeing you know, them, but you know, I mean, you get enough of us in a place together, we're gonna fucking wild out eventually.
1: Maybe that's right why the up. meetings only an hour, dude, because you can't keep that many dude, people in there. You ever go to a business
0: meeting? Jesus.
1: No, I haven't.
0: A bunch. Wow. Yeah, well, anyway,
1: this is this. I don't know if we're fucking pulling the curtain back here. I, would, I think we're probably pulling the 11th, the 11th step or 11th tradition curtain. Yeah, we're living in a
0: time of a pandemic that all rules are off,
1: dude. I'm telling you. Um, but it's just, I, I, I really feel that way. And I feel like that would be that if if I am to if I'm to live by this program that has saved my life, then I would have to do those that 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 would come natural. That would be my instinct would be to help somebody who needs help. Yeah. Regardless, absolutely. regardless of what color their baseball cap was. Right. And so uh,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I would help you. Actually, more so now, more open to help people than I ever was during my drinking. I would even help the baseball cap guy if, like, he were on the side of the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, and needed something from me outside of the rooms. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to own up to too much shit. I don't know how to change a tire or anything, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if your leg was broken off, I got you, dog. Like, I got right. you. I'll call 911. We'll make sure to send you to the hospital that isn't full of. Covid nineteen people. Right? That's what I've been thinking about too during this pandemic: is being more careful, like chewing my food carefully, like when I'm cutting vegetables, like watching my, because I don't want to go to the hospital. Is that that's for what, anything? It's no. been a constant thought in my mind where like I would do shit that I wouldn't even really be considered risky. I'm gonna stand on there and change this light bulb. And now I'm like, oh, I need to get the stepladder. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I really am considering these things. I almost worry that I jinx myself saying it out loud on a podcast, but um, I just need to stay out of the hospital right now, you know? Well, yeah. And we're both really healthy guys, so we should be. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Well, dun, here's dun, the thing. Dun. I'm
1: not, I'm not going to stop being healthy, and I'm going to continue no. to, you know, work on it because it's. I think it's. I think we're all getting a crash course in um, personal health. And Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And what I had said earlier about like not having routines and stuff, maybe now's the time to do that routine. Maybe now's the time to do like five burpees every day. That's not a lot. Maybe do three burpees every day and then work your way up to five. Do you know what I'm saying? Like my kid the other day was on her iPad and I was like, she's like, uh, will you get me this? And I'm like, no, not unless you do 10 jumping jacks with me. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, dude. Take your headphones off and do 10 jumping jacks. I mean, it's not that hard, it'll take you two seconds. Mm-hmm. And then she like begrudgingly started doing it. And then my wife hopped up, and then all three of us are doing jumping jacks in the living room, like <laughs> fucking Swiss family Robinson or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I like looked around, and I'm like, you fucking dorks. Like right. But I love them for it. And so I introduced that new thing to her, and she's not probably not gonna do it again. She'll just get up and get her own shit. But
1: but right? it's just that's that like
0: you making yourself. Making a new, maybe forging a new pathway, like a new neuro pathway, during this period of time where you got nothing but time. I mean, we can meme and joke about like you know, jacking off and eating rice and beans all day, but I, I don't, don't know. know. I just feel like maybe there's other things that I could
1: be accomplishing right now, you know? Sure, sure. I, maybe uh, not too. I don't get well, Who knows? You know. You know, here's one thing that I I just I've realized that I'm gonna have the next month um, with plenty of time is. You know, I've been working on this book that we've been putting together, the A is for Alcoholic book. And I don't know if I haven't talked about it in a while because I've been kind of holding on to the files. And every time I reach out and talk to somebody or I had a meeting with a guy who was like, well, I can put together like a press kit. You give me a thousand dollars and all this stuff. I was like, I don't have a thousand dollars for like to have you put together this thing. And and um, I was like, well, you know what? What do I have at my disposal? What have I always had? But I can always turn this thing into an e-book. And sell it online, right? You know, right. I'd lay, so now if – that's the other thing. is like I have no more excuse to say I don't have enough time.
0: You got nothing but, do. baby.
1: Yeah. So this is what I've been thinking about because I'm like, well, this book is too good and it needs to be in print. And I've got this image in my head about hardcover and glossy picture, you know, all the all the artwork you did and all this shit. And I was like, okay, that's great, John. But that's, that's not available to you right now. So – um, What is available to you? How can you produce this thing in a way that, you know, that you can do? And so that's what I can do. And that's one thing that I realized this couple nights ago. I was like, fuck it. That's what I need to do and learn Portuguese so I can sing that song. But what song? <laughs> it's uh, called it's called Agua de Marco. Uh-huh. Don't know. Uh, Dun 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 dun. I don't know. It's like a modern song, or is it? No, it's like from the '60s.
0: I'm gonna look it up now. But um, but yeah, it's. But no, that's the thing. I was. I so funny.
1: It's Go ahead.
0: Oh, so you, so your girls sing one half, and you'll sing
1: half?
0: Y'all are adorable. Here, I still think you made that one video, and you just just send everybody that video on their birthday.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, they had to The, the, the uh, <laughs> Like Danny hair.
0: Clay, like Danny, Danny got it. You know, Danny Clay <laughs> got it too. Happy birthday, you. Look at you. You,
1: <laughs> you. Hey, you. Coda gets it. Hey, you. Yeah. Happy birthday, you. Look at you. But yeah, man, I'm going to, I'm going to put the book out and I'm going to do it myself. I think because... you should.
0: I mean, my wife just has been, before I got on this podcast with you, my wife has been on Teespring trying to make a t-shirt company for me. It's live. There's one T-shirt available right now for a sale that I have to start advertising on my Instagram now.
1: What's uh, how do you, how do we get it?
0: Ah, uh, you gotta follow the link that I haven't put on my page. Oh, okay, she just made All it right. live like right now before we started the podcast. Yeah, okay. but uh, follow me at Jerry Wagner Jr. on Instagram, and there mm-hmm. should be a link in my bio by the time you hear this podcast, and there should be more than one T-shirt available. Have you ever heard of Teespring? I'll explain it to you. Yeah. Way. It's a pretty interesting thing. Someone else had recommended it to me. And I have no interest in the business aspect of making my art. I've mm-hmm. said this before. Once I start yeah. putting money into my art, it gets gross and I don't want to be part of it. So Megan's like, just make a couple shirts. People always ask you for shirts. So I'm like, fine. Fine. You do it. She's like, I will do it. And now she's been doing it. So.
1: Do you, She's think awful there's, work, so. do you think there's a certain amount of money that the grossness would go away? That's a or fairly you, large you, amount. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's fairly large. It's a, enough you. of an amount that I can hire someone else to deal with all that. Yeah. Right. It got it. Got that it. Much. That you Because do the art. Yeah. She was pricing shirts last night and I'm like, all oh, that shit's too expensive. And I'm like, you know what? Just do what you got to do. I don't want any. Just take my art. I'll help you design the shirts, but as all that other shit comes up, I'm walking out of this room because I don't want to fight with you and I don't want to think about it. yeah,
1: it's
0: just, but th- that's just me. It just sullies the creative process, takes all the uh, spontaneity out of
1: it and becomes more mm-hmm. of a
0: well then a, that a thing I'm trying to sell instead of a thing I'm trying
1: to express, you know, and then that that sucks the the actual quality of the art out word, word. you know but so. th- that's that's on
0: a whole other thing. add J- Jerry Wagner jr. <laughs> on instagram follow me i've been doing my quarantine stories you guys might like those i don't know
1: i got no quor- shirt on i think the quarantine stories are great man i i'm, I'm i know that was the thing you're like, like
0: why haven't you saved them i'm like i don't fucking know how to do that and i erased like the first eight before the 24 hours are up so that they just disappear you can't re- retrieve them they're in your archives no they're not because i erased oh. them before the 24 hours were up you have to let it run for a full twenty four hours without erasing it, and then it'll stay in your archive.
1: Uh, if you are erasing for the
0: full twenty, it has to like naturally, organically, just go good. away. Because I went looking for like the first, oh man, I don't know. At this point, I'm on day
1: fifteen. Is today? Yeah, fifteen or sixteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen
0: of those little one minute movies. I've I've been doing some weird research on that shit. I don't even want to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> on
0: what research on just on these things to try to make a different one every day like oh, after see. a while i'm like well, what do I, I what do i do now
1: but yeah when are you gonna do the mukbang <laughs> mukbang's
0: gonna asmr mukbang that's on day 21 baby
1: uh stay tuned to buy a stay t-shirt <laughs> um but yeah man i i feel like I feel like too, like us doing this uh-huh. is really helpful. Is optimistic. I get to hear your perspective, and that you know yeah. you're like, oh yeah, things are things are really good. Things are not that bad. I'm like, oh okay, so they're not that bad in other places, and and I can go about my life to a certain extent, even though I'm you know following all of the rules of social distancing and fucking right. cleaning everything. And um, I woke up this morning and I had a great realization. You want to talk about optimism, so. I have the large rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. They're pretty big, but I only had five and now I'm down to like the four, which I, I counted it and I can do about three days on a roll of toilet paper by myself, maybe Not three bad. and a half.
0: Not bad. Right.
1: So I've been like I've been really being mindful with my toilet paper usage.
0: You've doing a lot but of I leafy
1: greens. <laughs> but I woke up this morning. And my closet was a little bit uh, open, and that's fine. I left it open. It's not like somebody else came in and opened it, right. you know. But I saw that there was my uh, travel, my Camelback backpack, my hiking backpack was in there, uh-huh. and that I took to Joshua Tree when we were out in the desert. Right. And I realized that there's a whole roll of toilet paper in the bottom of that bag. Oh, so yeah. I mean, if that is not a gift, if my higher power has not said, John, you are, I am preparing and taking care of you then what, what is? else is what dude, else is it
0: take that roll just wipe your whole bathroom <laughs> counter down with it just waste right? it don't even use it on your butt just <laughs> just wipe down the house with it just so oh, i got a little a little uh, leafy green on my shirt and just oh, wipe it like out with wipe some it toilet off. paper and then just throw it in the room no we've got yeah we're set i we That's didn't go point. crazy but i went to costco like a few like a while ago and i still have like for I have like six big Costco rolls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. We're rich. We're <laughs> we are rich. we are overflowing with TP. Who'd have thought that'd become a meme too? Like people freaked out and they're like, it's so peculiar, but it's also the same thing where people buy a bunch and try to sell it to you for twenty bucks. It's gross, yeah. but people are gross. Don't let that fuck you up. That's I mean that's 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 what I keep trying to tell myself. My wife likes to watch the news at night and it fucks me up. It really fucks me up. I remember the other night I looked at her, I'm like, "What's the fucking point? What are we even fucking trying to fight this shit for then? Let's just all get it and fucking die." Like I literally looked at her and said that, and she's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just very tired and I need to shut the fuck up, <laughs> right?" That's yeah. that's the truth. Yeah, because I got a ten-year-old kid sitting right behind me on her iPad, but she hears all my shit. She's got her headphones on, but she knows the deal. That I'm in front of my kid, she not have heard it. She probably, most likely did, but yeah, I was just tired. But it, it'll fuck you up, and you just gotta like not let it. You just gotta understand that it's gonna be hard, but it's just how we do things now. Just changed, life changed, and the day we get to finally do shit the way we used to do, it, it's not gonna be exactly the same. It'll be a no. little different, but we'll be stoked though, because we finally get to do the shit. So I'm looking forward to that. That's what I got. It's just like spring in Oregon. All of a sudden, you realize that women have shoulders. <laughs> it's
1: a, it's a, it's a good thing to look forward to too. And I mean, you're right. The, the gratitude. Well, I hopefully will be through the roof and it'll be a good... Mine will be. We'll,
0: yeah. yeah, we'll just skip podcasting for two weeks.
1: Yeah, because I'll just
0: be out in the Sorry. field just rubbing fucking daisies all over my face being like, it's time.
1: <laughs>
0: That's right in the
1: springtime. No, yeah, I still
0: podcasts. Those podcasts will be great. These are great.
1: These are great. I, I yeah. just, I, I feel like when I look at optimism versus pessimism or something, yeah. I would say like, I'm just being realistic. Right. Like, Like I can still be realistic and still be optimistic about my daily life. So that's, that's what I'm going to do today. I'm like so fucking glad that we got to sit and talk and there's a lot of relief in this, you know, I mean, I don't, I say this directly to you, like, but it's like, it's, there's a lot of relief and it's like, okay, now I can go, I can go to work and I can help some people, you know, get some delicious food out and make a few bucks and still come home and be safe about the whole thing. Yeah. So
0: yeah, absolutely, John.
1: Cool. You um, go
0: feed them marinara to the motherfuckers out right?
1: there. Right. Yeah. Nice margarita pizza. You nice know. Nice margarita.
0: Nice motherfucking margarita.
1: You know. So um. So for anyone out there, what do I say? I say watch Tiger King if you yeah. haven't already. It's Whether fucking it's weird, not, dude. It's weird. It's it it. I I couldn't take. I my I could not take my eyes off of it. It was it was right. amazing. It was I, amazing.
0: I've been doing uh, during this quarantine. I have been doing a lot of the original Twilight Zone from the sixties. Mm-hmm. I finished Tiger King. We just watched the second Jumanji movie yesterday. It was cute. The kid yeah. loved it. She fucking had a blast. So I was just stoked that she was having a good time. And uh, yeah, YouTube videos, playing a lot of Division Two, still doing some video games.
1: Yeah, I'm drawing. Drawn. Still Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing the Red Dead Redemption too, which I'm I'm enjoying a lot more than I thought just take I would. It
0: for the story, just take it in, John. It's take beautiful. It I mean, it, it's purchase. It's it gets hairy. It's not even with the gunfights and shit. Like the actual story, at one point you're like, wow,
1: wow. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com,
0: and you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at A's for Alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.